Welcome to Definitely Not Funny. Actually the least funny person I know. <laughs> Hello everybody. Good morning. I sincerely apologize that this episode is out late. I know that doesn't affect anyone probably. Um, I don't think you were really counting on it, but that was amateur hour of me and I, I'm embarrassed. I don't have time for mediocrity as mentioned previously, but clearly I do have some time for mediocrity because I failed you all, but most importantly, I failed myself. Anyways, we're delivering something good today. You'll enjoy it. I'll talk a little bit about my weekend at Outside Lands because that was fun and... I don't know, maybe that'll be interesting. You're going to get to hear a little financial analysis I did about why guys should pay for first dates. And then we have the leftover questions from the Lauren episode that she answered. So it's really just a nice little hodgepodge mixed media collage for you today to just kind of kind of spice up your week. So this past weekend, I went to Outside Lands in San Francisco, which... You probably know what it is, but if you don't, it's a music festival. Ta-da. And I had a great time. It was really fun. But something I felt that was important to share was that, like, when you ask someone about, like, oh, my gosh, how is this crazy festival? Or it looks so crazy on your social media. It looks so fun. Did you have the best time? Like, you respond with, it was great. I had a great time because overall I had a great time. And so, and then people, like, I think a big cause of FOMO is then if you didn't go, you're like, oh my God, it looks so great. It must've been the best time ever, every single second, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, no, it wasn't all great. It wasn't the best time ever, every single second of every single day. And that's okay. I mean, still overall, it was great. But I think that's important for setting expectations and like comparisons. And I know people say like, oh, don't compare yourself to what someone shows on social media. That's true. But it's also like, don't compare everything you do to what other people tell you about themselves because we filter a lot of what we tell other people. So yeah, Outside Lands was fucking amazing. I had a great time. I'm so happy I went. It was awesome. Obviously, there were parts where I was like, "Mm, this is sad. Like this sucks. I can't find my friends. Why is this line so long? Or this is really loud. Or I feel uncomfortable right now. Or I'm sad about this, etc. So it doesn't mean that it was like every second was incredible. And if you missed out, you missed on the most incredible time. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going anywhere with this. Maybe it'll be relevant and interesting to someone. And they'll be like, oh, okay, that like makes me feel better. But like, yeah, it was great. Yes, I cried a few times. <laughs> it was just a lot. But overall, it was fantastic. I was very happy I got to go. So I went with a group of my friends who all live up in San Francisco. And it was super fun. It was like such a great group. And then we were with like a bunch of their friends from San Francisco. And there was just like a lot of people there. And what I will say is music festivals tend to become a location where people like to do lots of drugs. And... I don't really partake in that. As you guys know, I turn into a little panicky mess just when I smoke weed. So uh, I'm not going to experiment with anything else. And I'm also sober because I don't even drink. So whatever. But music festivals, I still think are exceptionally fun because imagine like if your options are being sober at a bar or being sober at a music festival where there's concerts and food and activities and art installations, like duh, you'll choose the music festival. It doesn't matter that 
everyone else around you is on more drugs. But a couple, couple funny things happen. We like get to the festival on the first day and I'm like with this huge group and we're walking around and one of the guys comes up to me and he's like, you know, like... I came in like pretty sober today because he had worked earlier that day on Friday and he's like you know what like I came in sober and like honestly like this is it's like 4 p.m whatever on Friday he's like honestly like this is really fun like you don't need to be like fucked up to have a good time here like this is so much fun and it's like kind of nice being sober because you feel just like really energized and like ready to have a good time and I think it's great and I'm like yeah you know it is great being sober sometimes like I'm having a lot of fun too. I'm having the best time. I think it is enjoyable, sober, whatever. And he's like, yeah, no, like, it's really great. Like, it's so cool. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, huh, like, okay, cool. So he looks at me, he goes, well, if you want to do ketamine later, let me know. I got a bag. And then he walks away. And I was like, wait, did you just not talk to me for like three minutes about how great it was to come here sober? And you're offering me a bag of ketamine for later. Well, I'm glad that the sobriety stunt really, really meant something to you. So that was ridiculous. And if he's listening, he knows what I'm talking about. And I love you, but I think this is really funny. And then like, here's, here's like a great example. Okay. Of kind of what I was saying before about how you'll say like, oh, it was great. But like, not all moments were great. Like, for example, okay. We saw Zoo, and I love Zoo. Zoo is like someone I've seen him live in concert probably three times now, which is crazy to think about. But every time, he never disappoints. He always brings like, like a saxophone player, and he sings all the vocals. And there's like always like a guitarist and a drummer, and so it's not just like a DJ going. It's it's a lot of things going on, and there's it's very melodic. Um, and so that was really that was really fun. I'm really excited for Zoo, and but. So if you asked me like, oh, how was the zoo concert? I'd be like, it was so great. He's so talented. It was cool to see him. But if you wanted the real answer for the entire, I don't know, hour and a half long concert, we were packed in a crowd of like tens of thousands of people. And the group I was with wanted to be close up, but it wasn't really close up. It was just pushed, squished into the middle of all of these people. And so I am like claustrophobic as a hell because I look around me and there's thousands of people in every single direction, north, south, east, west, and there is absolutely zero chance of me getting out. Like there's no, the only way I will get to relocate and not be in this clusterfuck is when the concert ends. That's it. Until then, here I am. This is my fate. And that was really, really stressful for me. Um, especially because everywhere you looked, there was just like people are pushing and they're shoving through and they're weaving through everything. And so thankfully, one of my friends, he saw I was panicking and I was like, I was not having it. Um, and oh, and I couldn't even see Zoo. It wasn't like, okay, all this was happening, but like we got a great spot and we really got to see the concert. Nope. Couldn't see. Couldn't see over the people in front of us. Not a chance. Couldn't see a single thing. I could see like the light display. That was it. Could not see Zoo. So I'm like, why the fuck are we here? Um, And everyone else around me is like having the time of their lives because they're whatever on all these drugs. And I'm sitting here like miserable because I'm claustrophobic and sweaty and people are bumping into me and I can't leave and I can't see anything and the music's really loud and I'm hungry and I'm tired and I need more caffeine and whatever. Like 
It's just, it was just ridiculous. And thankfully, one of my friends saw that I was like so overwhelmed by this. And so he like fended off anyone that tried to walk by and would like make, create space. So I had like space to stand and move because I couldn't handle it when people touched me. And that was definitely a plus and I'm very grateful, but it was so stressful. And then you'll like make eye contact with the one other person in the crowd. I found like one girl next to us whose pupils aren't huge and it's clear that she's not on Molly and she, and we're just like looking at each other. You're like, dude, I feel you. I understand. (laughs) And then you're there and like everyone around you is like, this is the best concert ever. I'm having the time of my life. I couldn't be having more fun. Oh my God. Yada, yada, yada. And like, then you're sitting there and you're like, whoa, like one, either like I'm not on planet earth or they're not on planet earth. And two, like now I really feel dumb for not having fun. Cause all these people are saying it's like the best night of their lives. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. So that was something. Oh, and then another thing was, I know I've talked about my boyfriend on here before. Well, we actually ended up breaking up, which was very sad. And I don't want to talk about it, but I feel like it's relevant for other things that I say in the future so that you guys aren't just like, whoa, what happened? What happened to that boyfriend you had? But don't text me and be like, oh my God, heard about my boyfriend. I'm so sorry. Like, how are you doing? Don't text me that. I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) That's my coping. And so we were supposed to go to outside lands together. So for throughout the weekend, I'd have like bits where I'm like, would get really sad and obviously like start crying and stuff. And so yes, there were like low moments. Um, There were also great moments. And overall, it was an amazing weekend. And I had like such a great time. And I'm so happy I went. But don't think that like when you see other people going and doing these festivals or going to crazy parties that it was like holy shit that looks like the best thing ever and I can't believe I missed out on it because they look so happy and must have had the best time in the entire world like no that's not really the case I hope that makes sense and doesn't sound like I'm being negative it's me trying to be realistic and show people that what you see on the surface isn't always what's actually going on so don't get down on your luck about that. But back to the single thing. Now I am responsible for flirting and navigating that whole ordeal once again. So I was talking to one of our like friends, friends, it was this guy and he's talking to me and he says to me, he goes, you have, you know, you have the most beautiful smile like I've ever seen, which is Such a nice compliment. If you're a guy and you're trying to hit on a girl, that's a wonderful thing to say is to tell her she has a beautiful smile. Don't tell her out of the blue, like actually talk to her first and then tell her. But once you've like built up a rapport, you can be like, you know, like you have the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. That was very thoughtful. But here I am like newly single after a year, having no idea how to flirt or receive flirtation or deal with compliments or anything like that. And I look at him and I go, thank you. I got a root canal recently, (laughs) which doesn't affect your smile at all, which is root canal is like an invasive dental procedure in your back molars that has literally nothing to do with your smile or your appearance. Um, So needless to say, he didn't he didn't get that. Uh, He didn't understand why I responded with that. I didn't understand either. And that's how my uh, single life is going (laughs) as of the moment. 
So needless to say, I'm failing miserably. <laughs> and yeah. And so, oh, one other thing is like I decided to wear costumes for all three days of the weekend because I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I think it's so fun seeing everyone's costumes. It's so creative. And I wanted, I accepted, I expected everyone would be wearing costumes all weekend. Um, They weren't. That was not the case. I was actually in the minority by doing that. And so I had these like ridiculous costumes and one of them was like had ridiculous makeup and stuff, but it was so fun. And I was still, and it was a little nerve wracking, but I decided just to not be scared and go in and wear my costume and love it. And I don't know, maybe there's a, there's a message in there. So yeah, um, that's about it for my little outside lands recap. Wish I had more to share with you all, but it was super fun. And let's get into this episode by why guys should pay for first dates a financial analysis. All right, all you little hilarious humorers. Today, we are talking about why guys should pay for first dates, a financial analysis. So we briefly touched upon this in the Lauren episode about it's awkward. She doesn't know what to do when someone who's supposed to pay for the first date, what's the status around that? Um, And then she also mentioned what to do, like when two girls are on a date together, that I don't know, but this is for... I'm talking about one guy, one girl going on a date together and why, looking strictly at the financials of it, why a guy needs to pay for the first date. So this analysis is focused specifically on the preparation for that date. So this isn't focused on everything else that women do that men don't have to do, focusing on their appearance and all of these other things, but solely for the evening of the first date. And the first date we have in mind is just, I'm doing it based off of just personal experience. So we're going to pick a pretty generic, popular, low-key bar in LA. Say you're going on a Wednesday night, you met on a dating app, and it's your first date together, and you're like young 20s. Okay, great. So to prepare for this date, here's what a guy has to do. And I did my research. I spoke to my guy friends. I figured out what are the steps. And I have brothers. I've had boyfriends. I've watched watched the process. All right. So here's what I did. I took all of the things that men use and wear and do for our first date and all the things that women use and wear and do before our first date. Then I wrote down their shelf life. So how long does this shirt that you're wearing last? Or how long does the soap and face wash last for? Then calculate a number of uses, divided the price by number of uses, and that got me the price per use. And the price per use is what we are using for our first date analysis. And then after that, I went into prep time and we'll get there. But first, this is just focusing on price per use of the products that men and women use to get ready for a first date. So for men, they start off with their eight-in-one soap that washes everything from their face, their hair, their body, their car, their dog, whatever. It works for everything. So that's that's product number one that they use. And I'm not going to go into right now all of the breakdown. So for ex- I'll give you an example. So just so you can understand what I used. But the eight-in-one soap, I said generic CVS brand, costs $10, lasts for about three months. They use it every single day. So that's 90 uses for a bottle. 
and then price per use is 11 cents. Okay, so those are the calculations used for every single one of these items, but I'm not going to talk through that on the podcast because that's going to be really boring. But I will post these to the Deaf Not Funny Pod Instagram so you can take a look at it um, because I think it's interesting and I think it's relevant. And also I thought it was kind of helpful when I looked at like, because then for the girls, I did all the products that I use. And then I was able to look at all the products I use and how much I actually, what their value actually is and how much I actually spend on them per use. Okay, so after men use their eight in one soap, they'll probably shave their face. That's usually like, that's something the guys usually do before a first date. They do something to groom it, trim it, whatever. That's about 42 cents a use. So we're still under 50 cents per use. Then combing a comb for their hair, that doesn't count because their mom bought it for them. 10 years ago and they still use it so there was no price incurred to them no cost incurred to them shirt they'll wear like I figured you know Los Angeles a quicksilver short sleeve button down it's kind of nice but not like ridiculous that's 10 cents per use black jeans I figured you know what this guy's this guy's a little stylish he's kind of with it he has Everlane black jeans all right 16 cents per use shoes white converse low rise 20 23 cents Socks and underwear, they're Hanes, but that doesn't count because his mom bought them for him five years ago. So no worries about that. And then deodorant and cologne cancels out with women's deodorant and perfume. So that's literally everything. And then he goes out the door. And that's everything a guy does before a first date. So when you look at it, his grand total of all of the products and clothes and everything that he uses before a first date with the cost per use. So for that date, he has spent a dollar and two cents on all on everything. Okay, now we're going to go into women's products. For women, you start you wash your hair with shampoo, use shampoo and conditioner. They're two separate products for women. So that makes it a little bit more complicated. I'm saying you're going to use like a luxury target brand, nothing like not a crazy, super fancy Sephora brand, but like a nice target brand about 16 bucks a bottle price per use 50 cents for the shampoo 67 for the conditioner because conditioner runs out faster so you need to use a little more of it razor you've got to like shave your legs armpits everything 38 cents per use body lotion I love to cover my whole body in body lotion so it's not I get very very dry skin uh no one needs to see my eczema on a first date and keeps it glowing I use actually, this is a plug, shout out Ale Lubeski. One of my friends started a skincare brand and she makes the best body lotion that I've ever used. It's called Honey Butter. That's about 31 cents per use for full body. Face wash, CeraVe. Keep it easy. But it's a separate product. It's not an eight in one thing. Okay, 11 cents. Hair heat protectant. I use, it's a 10, 63 cents per use. That one's like kind of sneak. That's over 50 cents blow dryer I like the Dyson thing with the Dyson is it lasts for so long so it's 42 cents a use because you use it so often flat iron I have a Paul Mitchell one 33 cents per use you got to flat iron the front pieces and then you want to curl the ends using a two I use a t3 28 cents per use then you use a hair smoothing serum after you've blow dried flat iron and curled Moroccan oil that gets you at about 15 cents a use now onto face and makeup, face moisturizer, just a basic CeraVe, nine cents. Primer, uh, 15 cents. Foundation, 83 cents a use. That one's like pretty, that's pretty steep. I think that's actually the most expensive item per use. 
of anything. Nope, that was a lie. We're going to get to a more expensive item than that. That's the most expensive one thus far. Concealer, eight cents a use. I then counted bronzer, highlighter, blush, eyeshadow. Those last forever. I have never run out of any single one of these. So I'm going to say each one is half a cent each per use. So you've got two cents total for the four of those. Makeup brushes, nine cents. Brow gel, eight cents. Eyeliner, 22. Mascara. So for mascara, actually, here's another another shout out to one of my friends. Um, her name is Sahar, and she started this reusable mascara brand called Soshi, and it's the best mascara I've ever used in my goddamn life. And that's 33 cents a use. Setting spray, 17 cents. Like, men, if you're listening to this, do you realize how many fucking steps are involved in getting ready? I don't even think, I don't even, guys can't multitask. If you notice, here, every girl, try this trick out right now. Pick a guy in your life. It can be your dad, your boyfriend, your brother, your best friend, whatever. Send him a text that asks him more than one question. Okay, you can send a text, you can send an email, whatever you choose, but ask more than one question in it. I can say with 98% certainty, he's only going to be able to answer one of those questions. You will not get an answer to both questions. If you want an answer to both questions, you're going to have to follow up with whichever one he chose not to answer. So that's just a general fact that I have found to be true. I don't even think that they could comprehend all of these steps to get ready. They're probably bored. They probably turned off this podcast by this point. Okay. Um, eyeshadow primer, 50 cents. Lip gloss. Lip gloss lasts forever. It's amazing. Three cents a use. Deodorant and perfume again cancels out. Now we get to the outfit. Figured black pants from Aritzia. Those are nice. They're fantastic. They probably last you like two years. That is a dollar and three cents per use. So that's our most expensive so far. Then picked a nice little pair of kitten heels off the real real. We love vintage. 69 cents per use. So that's actually much less than I thought it was going to be. Here's our most expensive ticket item. This is very interesting. I assumed you're going to pick like a cute little trendy kind of crop top thing from Zara. 35 bucks. The thing is, I was generous. I said that this was going to last you nine months. Truthfully, it's probably going to last you three to four because then either it's going to break or it's going to be out of style. But assuming maybe you take such great care of it and it's not too trendy of a piece that it's still in style, you will have it for nine months. It's still a dollar 30 cents per use and that is the most expensive one so I thought that was interesting because we shop at Zara to save money when in actuality we are actually spending the most per use on that so that was interesting then you need a bra and underwear Savage X Fenty is a great one 89 cents per use purse is thrifted it's cute it's two cents a use that's great So now, if you add everything, all of the items and clothing that are used for a girl to get ready for a first date, it's $10.28. So compare that, again, to a guy which is $1.02, all right? Those are just the products. Then we have the opportunity cost. So I base the opportunity cost, the prep time opportunity cost, off of a $50,000 salary at 40 hours a week, not including taxes, not getting into the wage gap. That's a whole other episode. That's $26 an hour. So for men, I assumed that they take 20 minutes to get ready for a first date. That's including an assumption that they jerked off in the shower out of courtesy so that they're not a horny nightmare. That gave them an opportunity cost of $8.67. 
okay? For women, I assumed that she got ready pretty quickly. She's a speedy bitch and she was able to get all these things done pretty quickly, this extensive list, and that it took her an hour. That's an opportunity cost of $26, all right? So for men to get ready for a first date, it costs them $9.16. That is how much that they have spent before they have even met you, okay? You have already, before even meeting this first date, you have, as a man, you have already spent $9.16, okay? As a woman or a lovely little female, before you have ever even met this person and haven't even laid eyes on them, you have already spent $36.28. Gasp. That's a difference of $27, okay? Let that sink in. Before a girl has even met you, she has already spent $27 more than you to get ready. So if you're at a bar and a drink costs $13, as a man, as a boy, as a guy, of course you are going to buy the first round. Because once you buy the first round, that's at $26. You still paid a little bit less than she did, but we'll call it even. We'll say after the first round of drinks, the two of you are even. The two of you have now spent the same amount on this date. All right, now let's say the drink is going. Let's say the date's going well. You want to do a second round. Second round, guy should also pay for that. We'll say that covers the wage gap. Maybe you want to do a third round. Ooh, it's so fun, so saucy, having such a great time. Wow, look at this guy respecting respecting women, understanding the hard work that goes into it. You're going to do a third round. You know who should also pay for that? The guy. That's covering all the fixed costs. The highlights, the nails, the eyebrow waxing, everything that goes into that, that a guy does not spend a cent of money on. So that was my brief, but I think very important financial analysis of why guys should pay for first dates. I think it's a feminist perspective. I think it's really focused on gender equality. I don't think it's an antiquated idea. I think it's only fair. And I don't think that if a guy pays for any part of your date, you owe him anything. Because frankly, at this point, if we're talking financials, when you get there, he owes you something. Because you've already spent $27 more than he has. And you didn't even get the chance to get in first impression and see how you really feel about it. He gets a chance to have a first impression and decide how much he want, how much more he wants to spend. Nope, you already spent those $27, which is more than if we're using our example of $50,000 salary, that's more than you make in an hour. So if anything, he owes you. He owes you a lot. So ladies, never feel bad or feel guilty or feel like you owe your date something because he paid for your date. Nope, nope. He is just paying you back for what you have already spent. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, question time with little Miss Lauren Collette. So Lauren's going to answer some questions because as we, as we mentioned previously, <laughs> she's really good at getting guys. Okay. Question one, is it game over if you sleep with them in the beginning and should you wait? What's your take on that? Definitely not game over. Um, I would say game on. No, <laughs> I don't think that's game over at all, but I think it also completely depends on the person. There are some people where I think... The key is, I mean, it also depends if you have, you know, if you need to lure them in with sex, then honestly, that's probably not a great sign. But what if you, but what if it's like, you just want to have sex with them because you like them so much already? Yeah, then I don't think that's a bad sign at all. I think that as long as you're making Like if you're not using it strategically. If you're, yeah, I mean, and I think that sometimes either, in two situations, it'll be fine. A, you just really fuck with them and you want to have sex, do it, and then... 
you can just talk to them. You know, you can, you, you're all people. I feel like the, the overarching theme of all of my advice is always like, just don't play a game and say what you're thinking and like, say what you no. want. No, what? you had me not do that. And it was a very good thing. Okay, well, yeah, you were being crazy. <laughs> Don't say what you're thinking if it's crazy pants. But I just mean, like, if you're like, hey, like, I really like you and I want to have sex, but I don't want you to think that this is just about sex. Because, like, I would just like to keep seeing you and have those encounters include sex because I also am really attracted to you. You're, there you go. Then you can just keep seeing them, keep going on dates, keep having sex, like, whatever you want. Or you know, it could happen where you have sex with someone, just like, let's say you go home with them, and then you're like, wait, I actually really, really like, like you. you. Yeah. And then it's kind of like going back to square one, and that's kind of the same thing about, you just would need to say it, and make it clear that like, I, I'm also, like, I'm interested to keep seeing you and seeing where this can go, I just, you know, I like having sex on the table as well, because I'm attracted to you. Yeah. So I don't think that's game over at all. Fantastic. How aggressive, like, first move should you be? I think boys are stupid, so it's good to be aggressive, and I think that girls like clarity and, like, bold, getting to the point and boldness, so I think that, like, either way, it's pretty good to be, here's the thing, though, I say, I agree with you I say bold, not aggressive, because there's a difference, and I feel, like, weirded out sometimes, like, let's say we're just talking about, like, hinge, like, when someone's, like, I'd love to take you out, or something, or if someone's, like, um, you know, it's like a mutual friend or something and yeah. they see you at a bar and they are like, okay, you're so much fun to talk to. Like, let's hang out outside of this. Like, really can I get your so? number? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when they're, when you're being like forward and bold about what you're, what you're thinking, yeah. I think aggression can be weird when it's like, you know, grab your stuff. Let's get out of here. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or if someone's like trying to make it sexy, but like you really got to read the room because like that can just be a swing and a miss. If they're like next week, 7 PM, we're going out to dinner. Like, you know, it's like, that can be weird too. Or yeah. Like I've even like guys that like I've already hooked up with, if they'll send me something that's like, God, I wish I was with you right now or something like that. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like subtlety and nuanced is good but being if you're gonna be bold then make it bold not aggressive is my is what I think I like that because then you're because then it's not a command you're saying what you want yeah that's what I believe you know it's not like because I don't think I think aggression is like I'm coming over after work today and you're gonna do this or whatever which is like if if that's your thing you know go for it but what I think is you know sexier is like I've had the longest day and all I want is to see you and all or whatever is like I think saying what you want boldly instead of like commanding things is attractive I like that okay biggest red flags or yellow flags and then they included that a yellow flag is a boy who snapchats I think that means like a boy's only communicating with you through snapchat that's true one time that happened to me and then he sent me a selfie that he had taken on his camera roll and he sent it in snapchat and that was a red flag oh no did it show up in like the chat area oh no it was like saved saved a phone and I was like no no (laughs) block contact yeah that was very scary um, and I think it had, like, a little... And it was in a Nordstrom dressing room. Oh. I got very nervous. Okay, yeah. Yellow flags are good because yellow flags can be, like, 
am I being harsh? Because to be fair, like, there's a lot of things that aren't super likable about me, probably. Probably. I wouldn't know. No one's ever told me. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I, but I think that they're, like, yellow flags um, would be Venmoing you after a date. That's a red flag. Like Venmo requesting you. Yeah, Venmo requesting you. Yeah. That's a red flag? That's a yellow flag. Yellow flag. I went on a first date with a guy, and I, we, like, went out to drinks, and I obviously didn't order a beer, and he, like, ordered his beer, and then I ordered fries, and then he made me pay for my fries, and then he ate half my fries. That's red. Right? That's a red flag, yeah. <laughs> if someone gives you the impression that they're going to take you out to dinner, and then if, they, if they're at the table and they want to split it and it seems like it makes sense, like you guys had dinner or whatever, like, of course, like, whatever. But if someone's like, oh, I want to take you out to dinner, and they, like, take you to a nice place, and then, like, like try to Venmo this? you, yeah. the, or try to, like, split the bill, and, like, a weird giving the impression that they were going to wine and dine you, like, that always gives me kind of heebie-jeebies. Then it's like... I, like I said, I don't like the money thing anyways, so let's just not do something. Because if you want to ball out, then, like, you can't... Expect in, me to be a part of that. Expect me to do it, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that guys who talk about their ex-girlfriends or shit talk their ex-girlfriends, because that's going to be you. So Such a good that's point. not one when they're like, oh, I love how chill you are. Like, my girlfriend was so crazy. And it's like, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> like... That's so... I'm holding it together really well right yeah. now. <laughs> like, all you're saying is that, like, six months in, she, like, started to, you know, tell the truth about, like, yep. how she felt. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, you're crazy, babe. <laughs> so, I feel like that's a bit bad one is when people, like, shit talk exes or honestly just, like, consistently talking about, like, I hate this or, like, this is so annoying or don't you hate it when this happens or well, the I, type of people who... I'm like, oh, my God, negative, 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 negative. I think, like, when people, when they explain things as, like happening to them like negative things that happened to them and how like that was so fucked up that this happened because it ruined their life or whatever whereas as opposed to like wow this is a shitty thing I went through and then like this is what I learned from it or something exactly and now I really you know I'm I'm very you know serious about the people I keep in my life or whatever but yeah negativity in that way is just like exhausting and it drains you I honestly feel like anyone who's very anti things that everyone should be like if you're like really against like going to therapy or something or if you're really against I'm not saying you have to go to therapy yeah I'm not saying you have but like you think to be, it's so fucked up because someone right. goes to therapy or and I like, think it, yeah or I think it's what type of crazy person needs to go talk about their problems I have friends right or <laughs> yeah or like yeah your friends hate you by exactly. the way <laughs> for using them or yeah like I th- or like people who like generally just like seem like they don't like if I if I start talking about like whether it's climate change or, like, income inequality, I don't need you to, like, whip out the stats or, like, or like Black Lives Matter or something. I don't need you to be, like, oh, I was at the front lines of the protest and I donated this amount or anything. Like, But if you're, like, like I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff or, like... That, I don't understand why people make such a big deal about that. Right. Or, like, the I was at a dinner... I was at a date when a guy was, like, what's... I said, hashtag Me Too, and he was, like, what? And I was, like, the Me Too movement. And he was, like, what does that mean? Did he, like... What, is he from here? Yes. Like, like a 23-year-old American male. And you're just like, okay, th- those kind of things just, like, strike me as so unattractive. Because I'm like, yeah. clearly you only care about what's going on and what affects you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's gross. Okay, I like that. 
Okay, will people think I'm a slut if I get nipple piercings? I want them really badly, and I don't really have a reason other than I think they're cool. You don't need any other reason. You should get nipple piercings, and if people think you're a slut for getting nipple piercings, then those are people that aren't very interesting. That's like, I feel that way about everything. If you want to dye your hair, if you want to get a tattoo, if you want to get a nose ring, if you want to, like, do whatever, if you think it's cool... And you think it looks cool. Like, do it. It makes you happy. And it makes you happy. It's your yeah. money. It's your body. It's your life. Do it. I think it's like, if people think, if I, if I got a tattoo and someone's like, oh my God, it's so cool. Like, what does it mean? I'm like, I think it looks cool. That's all you need. That's all that matters. Okay. And then last question. I have a crush on my best friend's ex and I think he likes me too. The sexual tension between us is insane. It's been three years since they dated, but they were de- were decently serious and her and I were roommates too during it. She's totally over it now and has a new boyfriend. Is it a terrible idea if I pursue? The only issue is like, even if they're like, I'm totally over that and I don't like mind that they're moving on and you've moved on and everything. It, it, I feel like it will never work just because let's say you guys start like dating if you bring them around even if you're so over an ex if someone like especially someone you're really good friends with brings them around it's like you're constantly it's like having someone constantly bring up pictures of you and your ex or something like it's just like you know That's such a good way to put it it's always and it's like they could not care and be like I that is not my person it might make way more sense for you but if you're good friends, it would mean that you guys are going to spend more time together and go to things and be around each other with significant others. And if in if that means you're bringing around their ex, it's going to fuck up. It's also going to probably fuck up their relationship because like their current boyfriend is probably not going to love that. Yeah. That like, you their know, ex is always their ex is always around. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, as much as we want to say like, you know, you're so infatuated with the person you're with, it's like you're always going to, you know those people have special places in your heart. They knew you intimately in a way that other people haven't. And yeah, it's never fun to be around, you know, even if you guys are all happily moved on, there is that like your brain just kind of has a special tick around the person that's an ex. Okay. And then last question to wrap up the episode is what would you tell your younger self? Like you're sitting here with 16 year old Lauren And, like, you can talk to her for a little bit. What are you saying? I would say to me as a young lady, try meditation earlier. Everything is not that big of a deal. I would say have higher standards for friendships and relationships. Have higher standards for the people you keep in your life because um, I feel like I wasted a lot of exhausted, like, years on people on like friends that really didn't matter and treat me well and relationships that were very like by the book toxic and I feel like being afraid of being like without friends or not in a relationship just like that fear of being alone in general is can be a huge detriment and like letting that go and and instead just holding yourself to higher like holding the people around you to higher standards you're gonna end up a lot happier even if it does mean that you're not like surrounded by a bajillion people and going to parties every single weekend like you'd rather have five good friends than like a hundred shitty ones i love that and also i don't know uh, buy a vibrator earlier <laughs> probably have less anxiety <laughs> <laughs> i think that's great All right, and that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you guys 
relatively enjoyed this little hodgepodge of sorts and I had fun recording it over the course of like three and a half weeks so yeah this was great have a great week I'll see you all next week uh not sure what I'll be serving you but I I believe in it all right cheers Did you laugh? I didn't.